TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, welcome back in. We are with you until midnight, baby. Oh, it's going to be a great weekend. I cannot wait. This is going to be a phenomenal weekend. North Carolina in Duke tomorrow. Oh, unbelievable. Coach K's last home game, he lost to North Carolina. The last game of his career, he could lose to North Carolina. This You can't make this stuff up, people. Get ready for tomorrow. It's going to be insane. Not to mention, we got some baseball tomorrow, baby. Spring training. Let's get going. We're almost there. We are almost at the start of the season. Thursday. At this time next week, we will be reacting to the Red Sox game against the Yankees on Thursday. Unbelievable. This is a great uh, – this is – I don't want to say it's underrated because everybody loves March Madness. I'm not the biggest college basketball guy, but this one tomorrow, too juicy. Unreal. All right. So if you don't want to weigh in on the Patriots situation, you can. It's 617-779-7937. Why will the Patriots be different from these other big spenders recently? All these teams take a step forward after they spend the money. Uh, following season, step back. Why will the Patriots be different? Let's kick it off with Joe. Joe is in the best city in Massachusetts, Peabody. What's up, Joe? Well, I kind of agree with you that I think they're taking a step back. I think their teams in the division have improved. The uh, Patriots appear to have lost ground. They've lost Shaq Mason. They've lost J.C. Jackson. But don't forget about some of the other players. They've lost Jakob Johnson. They've uh, lost... Gunnar Olazuski, and they haven't really even signed Jacoby Myers. He's, uh, I know he's restricted, but um, he's not in the fold yet either. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that one, Joe. He's going to be back. Their coaching staff is decimated. You know, they no longer have the best offensive line coach in the business, Um, and uh, they're going to be a hurting team. I see them doing a whole lot worse this year, and long-term Kraft and Belichick seem to be um, a little bit at odds as well lately. Yeah, I, that's one thing that I totally agree with you on, Joe, and I appreciate the call. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. I totally agree with him on that. I did not care for the craft comments this week. I thought, quite frankly, it was out of bounds, and it was ungrateful for what Bill Belichick has done for this organization. It's one thing for me to sit here and rip Bill Belichick's drafting or for Mutt to do it or the guys in the afternoon to do it, But it's another thing for the owner to come out publicly and talk about, well, last year's draft was good because the last four weren't. And I want to be accurate about that, so I'll get the direct Kraft quote when it comes to that because I I, want to make sure that I say it right in terms of what Kraft said about Bill in terms of the drafting, which to me was just ridiculous that he came out and made those comments this week. 
I look forward to hopefully having a great draft this year. It's the only way you can build your team for the long term and consistently you have a chance at winning is having a good draft. I think we had a great draft last year and made up for what happened in the previous four years or so. Don't throw the coach under the bus like that. I mean, it's unfair. You're basically blaming Bill for everything. That's what he did. He's blaming Bill for everything that's wrong with this organization right now. And this is what I'd say. Kraft could have gone the other way. He could have decided to keep Brady instead of Bill. He kept Bill. So what I think is happening right now with Kraft is he's regretting his decision. Because of the fact that I feel like for a second there they were okay because Brady was retiring. And it's like, okay, he can't win anymore. But now Brady's in the NFC, which isn't as nearly as daunting as the AFC with all the good quarterbacks coming to the AFC, it feels like. Brady's got one team to think about in the NFC, the Rams. That's it. I'm sorry. Like, the Niners, we don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be. That team's loaded everywhere else, but the quarterback's not great. Well, maybe he is. We don't know. But he wasn't ready to play last year in Trey Lance. But the point being, there's an unknown at the quarterback position. The Cowboys, who are you believing in in the NFC? It's the Rams and it's the Bucks. And Kraft looks at that and he says, ah, yeah, well, Thomas retired. That was cool. Now he's back. And my team is what? The 11th best team in the AFC? Where are we in the hierarchy? So I feel like now he's regretting that decision. So he's lashing out at Bill publicly. He's throwing Bill under the bus. Like this whole comment about, oh, he's just a Patriots fan for a stop. You're the owner of the team. He's done this for years now. It's everybody's fault but his. There's nothing he could have done. He's a victim here, just like the fan base. Let's get to Chris. Chris, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, I just wanted to say, I, I just think there's a bit of dissent, you know. It's like uh, people too often, like, we're, we're not patient enough as Patriots fans. You just realize, you know, 20 years of success, there's going to be some time here. You know, like, we, we can't expect immediate success. And I understand, like, you know, like three years out, you know, even what Kraft said, after three years, I mean, we have to realize. Well, like, hold on, but Chris, Kraft said they're going to contend as early as this year. That's his expectation. Yeah, which is, which is unrealistic, you know. And that's what he I agree with you on that, Chris. You know? I agree with you on that. I don't think he should have said that. I think that puts unfair pressure on the quarterback and the and the quite frankly the coaching staff. It's going to take a while to rebuild this thing. I thought that was an unfair comment from Kraft. I agree with you on that. You know, like Mac. You know, can obviously everyone knows this. You know, like he can go one of two ways. I mean, this, either this guy's going to be a grinder, or he's not going to be a grinder. You know, he's not going to be successful because he doesn't put in the time. You know, he's not the kind of guy that has a lot of raw talent. You know, but what I think is, you know, obviously the draft, like he was saying, was an issue, and you know, maybe he's not given enough credit because he has drafted some of the best players to ever play in the NFL in the first place. You know, which I think is unfair to say, you know. But yeah, I think Kraft's be... point was about the four years prior to last year, the Nikhil Harry no, draft, et cetera. You know, yeah. but like it's like you got to. I understand what you said too earlier about how he um, he didn't live up to the expectations. You know, like he, he has regrets about not having not having Brady. You yeah, know? the same the, like what what the Buccaneers did. But I just think that. Too often people here, you know, just too impatient about the pace of what's going to be happening with the team for a long time. And everyone expects an enormous amount of success. Yeah. And that's not going to happen for a while. I mean, well, we're going to be, yeah, Chris, hold, we're going to be a bad team for a while. Yeah, yeah, Chris, I appreciate the phone call. 
But I think there's you highlighted it there. You said that Kraft, you thought it was unfair what Kraft said, essentially that they could compete as early as this year, that they could be contenders as early as this year. I feel like that is way too optimistic from the owner of the team. That's not how it happens. It's going to take a while for this team to be contending for what they ultimately want to compete for, which is a Super Bowl. We still have questions about the quarterback. There's no guarantee that Mac is this unbelievable franchise quarterback for the next decade or so. You feel like you found the guy, but you're not surrounding him with the necessary pieces right now. I, I do want to get to the Dolphins thing real quickly here, though. This is what scares me about, and I know a lot of you crap on Mike McDaniel because he's goofy. I mean, remember what he was saying? The, Tom Brady. We, we're not talking to Tom Brady. And, like, everybody got enamored with him during this whole process with the Niners making their run because he was funny in his press conferences and everybody thinks he's goofy. But remember, he's coming from San Francisco. And say what you want about Kyle Shanahan as a game manager. He's made some stupid mistakes when it comes to that. I mean, the whole the Rams situation was a complete debacle. You got Sean McVay challenging that fourth and two in that NFC championship game. And you got an opportunity, if you were Kyle Shanahan, to re-examine your decision. Why are you punting on fourth and two there? You should have clearly gone for it when you have one of the best running games in the NFL. You got some of the best weapons in the NFL. He gives you a chance because, remember, they, the play prior, they had Trent Williams lined up in the backfield as the lead blocker. The Rams didn't bite on the play. The Niners tried to trick him and, like, have Trent Williams pull to the right side and then have basically just dive with the fullback, use check. It didn't work. But because Sean McVay stopped the game and challenged the play, Trent Williams is actually eligible to go back to left tackle. If he didn't stop the play, Trent Williams couldn't have gone back to left tackle. So it made perfect sense to go for it then, and he didn't go for it. I thought that showed no guts, no balls. But nonetheless, he does not manage games well. That's abundantly clear. But he is a great designer of offense, if you will. He's a really good play caller. And I look at something with the Dolphins, or something with the Niners, rather where they had a limited quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo from a talent perspective. But what they do is they scheme it up with really good offensive players, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. So if you look at these numbers, the past three seasons, so you start with 2021, the 49ers were number one in the league in yak per completion at 6.6. In 2020 or in 2020, rather, they were at 6.2 yak per completion. That was first in the NFL. In 2019, the year they went to the Super Bowl, they were at 6.6 yak per completion. That was first in the NFL. So what this offense does, the Shanahan offense, is you get the ball to your playmakers. Your quarterback is more of a point guard, right? It's not the guy that needs to think about it. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl and an NFC championship game. Nobody would ever say, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. No. In fact, all that happens is Jimmy Garoppolo gets criticized for everything he does. But the point being is that offense is really good at getting the ball to the playmakers quick and letting them do the work, right? Debo Samuel last year, 10.4 yak per reception. Think about that. Every time he catches the ball, he's averaging almost 10 and a half yards after he catches it. Brandon Ayuk, 6.7. That was tied for 11th in the league with his teammate, George Kittle, who is at 6.7. So they have explosive playmakers that can make things happen when they get the ball in their hand. Well, what's going on in Miami now? Mike McDaniel is bringing that offense to Miami. And what did they do? Oh, they traded for Tyree Kill. I don't know. The fastest guy in the entire NFL, maybe? 
Not to mention the fact they already have Jalen Waddell, who was a stud in his rookie year. So why am I scared of the Dolphins? Because even though Tua, I acknowledge, is a limited quarterback, I've never been the biggest Tua guy. He's a really weird quarterback, right? I don't even know what category to put him into. He's not like a traditional pocket guy like Mac Jones or Joe Burrow. He's not a pocket passer, so to speak, like a traditional one. He's not an athletic quarterback, although I think he was advertising as as an athletic quarterback. But then he had the injury at the collegiate level. He hasn't been the same guy from an athletic standpoint. So I don't even know what category you put the guy in. He's a small, diminutive in stature, but he does get the ball out quick. That's what he wants to do. So it's not like I don't think highly of Tua. I don't look at this and say, oh, Tua is going to take a massive step forward in year three. It's not that. I think his numbers will be better because I believe what Mike McDaniel is going to do in Miami is very similar to what they did, him and Kyle Shanahan, the coaching staff there, what they did with Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, yeah, he's not great, but we have Debo. We have Ayuk. We have, let's just get the ball out of his hands quick. Oh, and another thing they did, just like the Niners, they got the best left tackle in the NFL, did the Niners and Trent Williams a couple of years ago. Actually, he graded out this year as pro football focuses best overall player. What do the Dolphins do? They get the best left tackle on the market in Armstead. He's building the team exactly like the team we saw in San Francisco last year. Tua is never, it's going to be so easy for Tua. Tua is going to feel like he's playing at Alabama again in terms of the weapons and the designing of the offense. All right, 617-779-7937 is the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. So if you do want to weigh in the Patriots situation, you can. You tell me, all these other teams across the NFL, after they spent big in free agency, they got a bump. The following year, the 16 Giants, the 17 Jaguars, the 18 Bears, all those teams the following season took a step back. Why will the Patriots be different? So that's on the table all night long. Plus, I do want to get into an interesting comment from Jason Tatum. And here's what I'll tell you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Celtics fans right now should be thanking Kevin Durant. I'll tell you why next here on EEI. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. All right, trending now on WEI and WEI.com. 
Well, the Celtics beat the Pacers over at the Garden tonight, 128 to 123. Not the best defensive effort that we've seen from the Celtics this year, that's for sure. But Jalen Brown did lead the way with his 32 points and seven assists. Jason Tatum went for 31 and six assists. Al Horford, 17 points, 10 rebounds, and six assists. Another big night for Mally at a block as well. Derek White off the bench had 10, uh, 13 points, rather, three assists. Tyrese Halliburton led the Pacers. He went for 30. Dude hit sick all six of his threes. That great tra- trade by the Kings. Uh, get rid of your best young player for Sabonis, and they're not even going to make the play-in game. Good job, Sacramento. Stay hot. The Seas will host the Wizards Sunday afternoon in their final game of the regular season, er, their final home game of the regular season, I should say. The Bees will host the Blue Jackets on Saturday night. They're coming off that 8-1 win over the Devils on Thursday. The Sox fell to the Rays 9-3 in spring training action. Rich Hill, a.k.a. Dick Mountain, was roughed up for nine, earned in three and two-thirds. The Sox get the Pirates on Saturday afternoon. You can catch that one on the Shaws and Star Market. WEI Red Sox Network right here on WEI. Alex Corris at an MRI revealed some healing with Chris Sale's stress fracture in his rib. Mets ace Jake DeGrom will not throw for up to four weeks after imaging showed a stress reaction in his right scapula. DeGrom pitched in just 15 games in 21 due to a variety of issues, including an elbow problem. And a trade. The White Sox are sending Craig Kimbrell to the Dodgers. Chicago will get back A.J. Pollock. Pollock hit 297 with an 892 OPS in 117 games last season. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. All right, welcome back in. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. 617-779-7937, the number. If you do want to weigh in on the Patriots question that I have posed, why will the Patriots be different from some of these other teams in recent history that have spent money in free agency and then took a massive step back? The Giants take a step forward in 16. They take a step back in 17. Jaguars in 17 make it to the AFC Championship game. They take a step back. We've seen it with all these teams in recent history. The 18 Bears, they take a step forward. They go 12-4. and four, They take a step back in 19. They miss out on the postseason. Why will the Patriots be different than them? 617-779-7937 is the number. I did want to mention this real quickly before I get to the Celtics. So the Rams last year, this is what concerns me about the Patriots offense. The Rams last year scored on 45.9% of their drives with Matthew Stafford as their quarterback. That was third in the NFL. Now, why is that important? Well, because Matt Patricia was his head coach in Detroit for two years. In 20, the Lions scored on 38.5% of their drives. That was 20th in the league. In 2019, they scored on 33.3% of their drives. That was 20th in the league. So Stafford goes to the Rams. His team scores on 45.9% of his drives. That's third in the league. When he was with the Lions, significantly different. 20th and 20th. How about the Giants last season with Joe Judge? They scored on 27.5% of their drives last season. That was 30th in the NFL. 30th. Those two guys have major roles in the Patriots offense. That's why I was pointing out to Mutt earlier tonight that I believe Nick Haley has to be a star. Because I don't want Matt Patricia having a big role in this offense in terms of being a play caller. I don't want to see the same thing with Joe Judge. It has to be Nick Haley. There's no way around it. Kaylee has to be a star. And I subscribe to the theory that I've thrown out on multiple occasions. I tried it out on Mutt. He's not buying it. My theory is that Bill has to believe 
that Nick Haley's a star. No way around it. He has got to believe that Nick Haley's a star because even Bill, and I get he's extremely arrogant, there's no way he thinks he can just replace Josh McDaniels. And the reason I say that is because he compared Josh McDaniels to Nick Saban. Obviously, he thinks incredibly highly of Nick Saban. He compared Josh McDaniels to him. So there's no way that he thinks he can just replace the Nick Saban on the offensive side with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. They must think very highly of Nick Cayley. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to John in Atlanta. John, what's up, man? Hey, I, I have one for you. Um, I miss my father's funeral for the Patriots opening day. The wait, John, what are you talking being... <laughs> you missed your wait, John, what are you talking about here? You missed your father's funeral, go to the Patriots game? I, I live in Georgia and his funeral's in Maine. I run a Patriots fan club here in Atlanta and I had four hundred people counting on me and my brother wouldn't move the date, so you know, I uh skipped his funeral. Wait, John, do you still talk to your brother? Yeah. He's fine with this? You know, I explained it to him. I explained. They needed to have it the week before. I said it's opening day. I have 400 people counting on me. Uh, John, is your mother still alive? Uh, she is, but they were divorced. Oh, so what a, did you have a stepmother? So, uh, she, she died 20 years before. Oh, sorry I had about three that. siblings. They all went. You know, I explained. I wanted to go, but... You were know, they mad at you for a while? No, they understood. <laughs> they understood. But, You're not. They understood that you weren't going. I don't mean to laugh, John, but wow, that's crazy. So you said you didn't go to your father's funeral because you were hosting a Patriots event. Yeah, uh, oh I run God. the Atlanta Patriots fan club. We have three thousand members every game. We have two to four hundred people. So I had four hundred people. It's opening day. Well, so, John, all I can say know, is this. I mean. I wouldn't have done that if it was me personally. I, I mean, I respect your decision. It's obviously your choice. But, I mean, the Patriots, next time they want a Super Bowl, you deserve a ring. That's all I can say. I mean, you're dedicated. <laughs> you're dedicated. Uh, I felt bad. I, you know, it, I, you know. I wish I could have been there for my siblings. But, you know. Yeah. I, wow. You know, push comes to shove. Sh- they could have had it the week before. But it was inconvenient to one of them. And I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. But, so I just figured, given your topic, if anyone's got one to beat that, you know, go for it. But I thought I'd uh, right, John. throw that into the ring for you. And wow. uh, I do. So, still and you're still cool with Brady. your siblings. Your siblings are still cool. Yeah, they're fine. Wow. You know, it's um, it, the odd. You know, they had a uh, uh, you know after party and. Um, you know, I, I wish I could have joined, but the dates just didn't work out. He died in an inconvenient time. So, <laughs> all right, John, I appreciate the call. Whoa, <laughs> he died in an inconvenient time. I got to tell you, if that was one of my siblings, I, I no disrespect for John. I appreciate him coming on and actually revealing that. This this mud had this conversation earlier in the night. Holy crap! If that was one of my brothers, I, I would not talk to them. I can tell you that if they didn't come to knock on wood, like my father's wake or funeral, I would not talk to my brother. Brothers. I got three of them. I, I don't think anybody would. Do, I don't think anybody would consider that. He has to go to the game. I mean, geez, I hope Kraft gives this guy a ring for God's sakes.
Unreal. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Phil. He's in New Bedford. Phil, what's up, man? Wow. No one expected that one, guys. What no, the wow, heck? Holy crap, so, hey, Phil. At least, if not a ring, at least get him get him, get him to the opening game. Get the yeah, station. Get that Phil, guy there Phil, and acknowledge he, him on the Jumbotron. I'm with you, <laughs> Phil. You know what my favorite part of that story was? He says he died at an inconvenient time. Inconvenient time? <laughs> Oh my! A and then bit he of says, "Function maybe I don't know." <laughs> they could have pushed it. He wanted him to push it another weekend. Oh my God! This guy's incredible. <laughs> Dad, you couldn't hang on for another week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, keep him on life support. Uh, but hey, you know we've kind of covered this a little bit, but I've looked at it a little deeper. I really don't think the over under is what eight and a half in Vegas. Yeah, eight and a half right now. I'm going on the under. Wow. Um, I have very little confidence. I hope for the best. But if it was money time, I'd be putting money on the under. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I don't blame you, assets, Phil. Too many assets they've let go. And Mr. Kraft says, well, we're hoping some of these guys step up. Well, that's just an obvious. But I just think everybody else has picked up too many good players and some depth. Even in their division. Yeah. Because it all begins in your division. You gotta win your division before you go anywhere. Yeah, I think you get a little bit of a break, this is what I'll say, Phil, in the fact that you play the NFC North. Like the only team you're really scared about there would be the Packers. So I think you get a break there, but then you look at the fact yeah. that you gotta play the AFC North. So you're talking about a team that just won the AFC in Cincinnati. You would expect Baltimore's gonna have a bounce back season. And the Browns, depending on when that game is that's going to be Deshaun Watson. I mean, that depending on how long the guy's suspended for. And then yeah, you got that's two, in the later part of the season, sure. Yeah, yeah, and you got two games with the Bills, which, of course, we saw how that went at the end of the season. Indianapolis is now has got a better quarterback, right? They got Matt Ryan. And if you look at the Raiders, they're going to be better than they were last year because they got one of the best, if not the best, receivers in the NFL. So it'd be tough for me, Phil, to your point, to go with the over. I would go with the under as well right now based on what this roster looks like. I, I might next week find my way over to Tivit and, and lock that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Always well, a pleasure, buddy. Have a good Friday. All right, Phil. Good stuff, man. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. I, I have a lot planned tonight, like a lot planned that I wanted to talk about. I'm going to get to the Celtics in a little bit, and it, the Patriots are on the table all night, but I, I just don't know how to react to that. He was mad that his father died. That might be one of the craziest things I've ever heard in my life. He deserves season tickets. Yeah. Season tickets maybe at the 50 a game. That's eighth in producing. We may have to send this to Robert Kraft. I mean, holy crap. He's He thought it was inconvenient. And I don't know how his siblings are just like, ah, oh, yeah, you're not coming to the Ah, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, you, you know what? Go to the next funeral. Don't worry about this one. Because like, he had an event for the game. I mean, jeez. You're not on the team. It's not like you're part of the team. And even if you're on the team, guys skip games all the time because they have deaths in the family. They step away from the team to grieve whatever the case may be. This guy is skipping games. I mean, this guy is skipping funerals to go to games. And it's an ATL fan club. It's not even up here in New England. It's in Atlanta. Well, wasn't it because the game was in Atlanta, he was saying? Isn't that what he said? Oh, I, I honestly can't remember. But it's an ATL fan club. Wow. I mean, that was something. This guy skipped his father's funeral for the Patriots game. I mean, 
I've heard of skipping like things to go to a sporting event, whatever it is. But man, that was something. Let's get to Will. He's in Springfield. What's up, Will? Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Nothing. What a a hat? No. <laughs> I don't. Will I don't know how his siblings talk to him. Dude, if I, if I literally bailed on my father's funeral, my siblings would never talk to me again. And they shouldn't. And how about this? I'm the black sheep. (laughs) 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 No, but seriously, I am. I'm the black sheep. We're going to get into it, but whatever. Uh, Going into the Patriots, yes, I was concerned about the coaching staff. Yeah, can't say that. All right, well, appreciate the call, Will. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. Wow. I mean... I mean, this has been one one hell of a show. We got to dump a guy for swearing after a guy told us he didn't go to his father's funeral to go to a Patriots game. Oh, man. This has been one hell of a night. All right, I do want to transition to the Celtics for a second here because I listened to the Draymond Green podcast with Jason Tatum today, and one thing stuck out with me. We should be thanking Kevin Durant. Coming down on the wing, Somebody kicked me the ball, and on the Celtics, I would have shot it. And it was like a halfway, like I could have shot it, and I just remember K was to the next, it was to the right of me, and I passed it to him. And I remember he got mad at me. He was like, <laughs> he was like, yo, don't look for me. Like He was like, be yourself. I need you to kill. And I, I was like, damn. That was the first time I was like, like no, nah, like he want me to hoop too. Mm-hmm. Like, don't look at it like, that's Katie. Like, no, nah, we're on the same team. Like, he need me to do me on this team. So that I found incredibly interesting. So, and I got to walk back what I said over the summer. I felt like Jason Tatum, I always feel like it's good for these guys to play for Team USA. But Jason Tatum, remember he was dealing with a little bit of a knee issue last year. And remember how much basketball he had played over the past few years. They went to the Orlando bubble. They made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. They played six games in that series. And then they come back, and it's the shortest offseason in NBA history because of the pandemic, et cetera. I felt like Tatum needed some time off. He goes to play for Team USA, and look what happens. He's in a scrimmage. He passes to Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant says, no, 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 I need you to kill. Now, he went on in the podcast, and he said, When he got that notoriety from Kevin Durant, or he got that sort of, yeah, I need you to be the second guy. I need you to be the other guy on the team. He went on, he talked about the fact that he was, Kevin Durant was telling him to post up, I'm going to give you the ball here, et cetera. He felt like when Kevin Durant said that, it made him feel like, okay, I can get to this level. I can get to the Durant level. Now, whether or not he ever gets to the Durant level, I mean, you can argue that Kevin Durant's the most talented scorer in the history of the NBA. I mean, I know Kareem's the all-time leader. He's got the most indefensible shot of all time, the skyhook. You look at, of course, Michael Jordan, the greatest player in the history of the damn sport. But Kevin Durant is up there in terms of the most talented scorers in NBA history. And you have that guy telling Jason Tatum, no, I need you to kill. He's mad at Jason Tatum for passing him the ball. He wanted him to shoot. And Jason Tatum admits on this podcast that when he gets this information or when Kevin Durant sort of stamps his approval on Jason Tatum, it made him feel like he could get to that level, that he could get to the Durant level. 
And remember, Durant said on a podcast a couple of months ago that he's had a lot of great playoff series against LeBron James, against Kawhi Leonard. And he noted that he felt like it was an honor to play Jason Tatum, and he puts him in that category. So sort of when – and he went on in the podcast, Jason Tatum did, talking about the fact that he went to Kevin Durant's camp when it was in D.C. So this is a guy that he looked up to. And now he finally got to the stage of his career where he realized, oh, I can get to this level because Kevin Durant told me I can get to this level, which is massive because I truly believe right now that he clearly needed that. He needed that push from Kevin Durant to say, okay, I can go at you. Remember, Ime Adoka even said it all earlier this season. Don't look up to these guys anymore. And now you're sort of seeing that with Kevin, with um, Jason Tatum, rather, aren't you? That Jason Tatum feels like he is a killer on the court right now. That he feels like he's invincible. He feels like he's unstoppable. And we as Celtics fans have to thank Kevin Durant's. Kevin Durant gave him the push that he ultimately needed. It wasn't one of his teammates. It wasn't Brad Stevens. It was Kevin Durant, one of the best players of his generation, said, I need you. When I'm playing with you, I need you to kill. And that's when it sort of all clicked for Jason Tatum, and he came out with a different attitude. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Chris. Chris is in a limo tonight. What's up, Chris? Good evening, Brian. I almost drove off the road when the guy said that. <laughs> well, I good mean, thing you didn't. That's a limo, Chris. I don't want you driving off the road in a limo. Yeah, no, no, no. But it was just, I, I was just telling you, call screen. He didn't even go to the game. It was an event in Atlanta that he had to host for 400 people. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I'm I like this, the caller right after him. I'm the black sheep of the family also, but I didn't miss mom and dad's funeral. Sorry. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm an older Chris. guy. I'm an older guy. And, uh, yeah, sports, are, sports are good, but, uh, family's a little bit more important. Well, and Chris, the fact that he was mad at the timing of the death. Yeah. Oh, that was the greatest line ever. You guys are going to be hearing about that all week. The other shows are going to pick up on it. You have, a Hall of Fame caller right there, Brian. Uh, he may be the GOAT, that, Chris. That, he may be the greatest. He may be the Larry Bird, David Ortiz, Tom Brady of phone calls. Absolutely. Tiger Woods, all of them <laughs> wrapped up into one. What was his name? I, I, I just can't re I couldn't remember his name. Do you remember his name, Ethan? Ethan? Sorry. Off the top of my head, no. I'll look back we'll find, later. We'll find it, Chris. We yeah, because, I mean, I, I called my... A lot, and uh, me and you know, Mutt's going to enjoy that one. He's going to—he has to give you props for getting that one to come through. Yeah, I'll let Mutt know because, it like he, Chris, you know that you know the funny thing about this—I didn't even toss this out. This is a topic that Mutt tossed out. He tossed it out, I believe, six fifty tonight because Eric Church. Yeah, Mutt... was, I've been listening all oh, night. Okay, yeah, yeah, and, so... and that was exactly right. He was like, you know. I've missed parties and kids' birthdays, and he spoke about missing a wedding uh, to go to the Kentucky Derby because he's a gambling uh, fanatic, you know? Degenerate, I mean, Chris. We call wow. him a degenerate. Degenerate. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> uh, can I get a large hut? Regular milk, regular sugar? <laughs> I'll do it. What are you I'm ordering, ordering a, a coffee, coffee, Chris? While I'm talking to you. 
Yeah. Oh, nice. uh, there's like there's like one or two Duncans open around the clock. I'm up in Nashua. Oh, all right. All right, Chris. Good stuff, so, man. Hey, enjoy the coffee. Yeah, Thanks really. For... I can't believe you're still. I can't believe you're still talking. I'd be right off the rails if I was a pro like well, you. Well, I mean, Chris, that's why I kept questioning him. I'm like, wait, hold, I want to find out information. Like, is your family mad at you? I don't know how his family didn't care. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and he's like, oh, they were all good with it. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, that's that's not good on any level. Oh, man. All right. You know, the father's going to be spinning in his grave because he's going to be a legendary New England uh, character for sure. I know. I want to meet this guy, Chris. I want to see if we can find him. Yeah. We can get him to call back so we can get his number. I'll I mean... pick him up at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. There just we... the uh, content, you know? Yeah, just make sure you don't piss him off, Chris. He'll do something. I don't know. All right. appreciate the call. Oh, my God. This has been a hell of a night. Dude, what's going on? <laughs> it's Friday night, man. It gets weird on Friday night. It certainly gets weird. I like Chris. He's a good guy. Um, he swore. Two guys we've had to dump. And we've got a guy that skipped his father's funeral to now going back and listening. We have found out that he skipped a funeral to host a Patriots party. An event in Atlanta. He wasn't going to the game. He was hosting something with 40 Patriots fans. Unreal. So if you want to react to that, you certainly can. And if you want to weigh in on the Patriots, why will they be different than some of these other teams that spent big in free agency and then took a step back? We'll get into all that right here on EA. Hey, I, I have one for you. Um, I missed my father's funeral for the Patriots opening day. The wait, John, what are you talking being... <laughs> you missed your wait, John, what are you talking about here? You missed your father's funeral go to a Patriots game? I, I I live in Georgia and his funeral's in Maine. I run a Patriots fan club here in Atlanta and I had four hundred people counting on me and my brother <laughs> wouldn't move the date, so you know, I uh skipped his funeral. Wait, John, do you still talk to your brother? Yeah. He's fine with this? You know, I explained it to him. I explained. They needed to have it the week before. I said it's opening day. I have 400 people counting on me. Uh, John, is your mother still alive? Uh, she is, but they were divorced. Oh, so what a, did you have a stepmother? Married, so, uh, she, she died 20 years before. Oh, sorry I had about three that. siblings. They all went. You know, I explained. I wanted to go. But were know, they mad at you for a while? No, they understood. <laughs> they understood. But... You're not. They understood that you weren't going. I don't mean to laugh, John, but wow, that's crazy. So you said you didn't go to your father's funeral because you were hosting a Patriots event. Yeah, uh, oh I run God. the Atlanta Patriot Fan Club. We have three thousand members every game. We have two to four hundred people. So I had four hundred people. It's opening day. Well, so, John, all I can say know, is this. I mean, I wouldn't have done that if it was me personally. I, I mean, I respect your decision. It's obviously your choice. But, I mean, the Patriots, next time they win a Super Bowl, you deserve a ring. That's all I can say. I mean, you're dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> you're dedicated. Uh, I felt bad. I, you know, it, I, you know, I wish I could have been there for my siblings. But, you know. Yeah. I, Wow. You know, push comes to shove. They could have had it the week before, but it was inconvenient to one of them. And I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. But so I just figured, given your topic, if anyone's got one to beat that, 
you know, go for it. But I thought I'd uh, right, throw that into the brain for you. And wow. uh, I do so, still And you're still cool with your siblings. Your siblings are still cool. Yeah, they're fine. Wow. You know, it's um, it, the odd, you know, they had a, um, uh, you know, after party and, um, yeah. you know, I, I wish I could have joined, but the date just didn't work out. He died in an inconvenient time. So. <laughs> John, John, I appreciate the call. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he said his father died at an inconvenient time. <laughs> Because he was hosting a Patriots party. You have got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. This is Stephen Fall River. Hi. Hey, Steve. Hello. How are you? Hi. Good. I don't know if this beats that story, but it reminds me of a book I read a few Uh-oh. years ago. And then the name of the book is, it's got an odd name. It's called Rammer Jammer Yellow Hammer. And it's about a reporter who decided to uh, rent a, buy a RV and follow the Alabama fans to all the different games during the season. And he wrote all about his experiences. Yep. The, 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 how this ties in is that he, he got the idea. It was a newspaper reporter, and he saw a, a, a news report on television about parents who missed their daughter's wedding because she scheduled the wedding on the weekend of an Alabama football game. And they were incensed with her that she, that she scheduled the wedding for this day. And so they, they chose not to go to the wedding. Wait, so the he, parents didn't go to the his, daughter's wedding? Correct. Oh, my God. He, he, and, and so the reporter wanted to find out how the public felt about this, and he did some sort of newspaper survey in the Alabama area, and it – and the majority of people agreed with the parents. They were uh, the the fans, the Alabama fans, were Jeez. were uh, angry with the daughter for having the audacity to schedule this wedding on the weekend of an Alabama football game. Wow. So I, I guess you, he's wait, not the only one. This is just Maybe, from a book, though, Steve. You don't actually know these people. No, I don't know I them, you. but it reminded me of that book. Yeah. It reminded me of that story, and it's a it's a very well written book, and it's very interesting the characters who who go to the football games and and follow yeah. there was one fellow who I agree with you Steve it is crazy but i mean you don't go to your daughter's wedding because there's an Alabama game that's ridiculous like i'm a huge sports guy skipping like our guy earlier skipping a funeral all right i'll, I'll give david in florida david you got 30 seconds cuz we got to go earlier tonight david you got 30 seconds what's up man Hi, Brian. Well, you know, you, you called me last. You asked me last night to call you back with with some um, examples of the double sales and the double bunts and everything. Yeah, get to so, it quick. I, yeah, there was a guy way back in like the 1900s named Hugh Janus. <laughs> okay, but, David. Uh, I'm not hurt, David. I, I appreciate yeah. the call. Oh my God, this show has gone completely off the rails. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I really don't know what to say. I'm supposed to say something, right? I'm supposed to talk. Oh, my God. What a night. I mean, it was a normal show for the first hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> then we got a guy coming on here that says he skipped his father's funeral so he could host the Patriots event in Atlanta. And that is followed by two people that swore, swore on the air. 
We had to dump them. You cannot swear on the radio. And then we had David in Florida call up with whatever the hell he's talking about. David called last night because he thinks that the Red Sox should bunt twice in a row. They'd both single and then they double steal. Incredible. All right, thank thank you, Ethan. Thanks for thanks for hanging in there tonight. Just doing my best. I'll be back with Bradford tomorrow at four. Have a great night, everybody. Be safe and be well. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.